Hey everyone, and welcome to Beyond GIS, the show that helps you leverage digital geography to make critical decisions in a changing world. I'm Kurt, your host and founder of Orbica, an organization committed to pioneering geospatial democracy. We're going to deep dive into topics like the role of geospatial and digital transformation, developments and opportunities in geospatial, space, earth observation, and helping you abolish silos for better collaboration and transparency and visibility. We're looking to drop a new episode every other Wednesday because we believe that everyone deserves to access and leverage the power of geospatial in the modern world. Hi everybody, I'm Kurt and welcome back to another episode of Beyond GIS. Uh, In today's uh, episode we're going to focus on uh, understanding the top sort of five risks involved or that come from poor internal communication. Uh, within your teams. So the first one we're going to look at and unpack a little bit is the danger danger that comes from when your tech team lead or your project lead uh, hasn't got visibility of what the team is actually doing and the work being delivered. Another core risk is losing institutional knowledge, um, which often comes from lack of standardization um, across the project and across the business. Not having strong and clear data governance processes the ineffectiveness of your team and and the folks within the team delivering the work uh, using different sources of truth. Um, All of a sudden, you know, which source of the truth is the actual source of truth. And finally, when the team and the folks, again, delivering the work are using different systems and different tools, often spawning from that concept of shadow IT. So if we flick back to the first sort of core risk we looked at and just that inability to have that visibility across the project and the understanding of what the team is doing, um, these examples happen time and time again. And often it leads to reinvention of the wheel, um, particularly when there's big cross-functional teams involved and especially when there's teams from outside of the core business involved in the delivery of the project. So that ability to have a centralized system where everyone's working in one place, uh, where both data scientists, for instance, with environmental scientists and geospatial specialists could combine their work and work within the singular singular project workspace instead of having a split into their respective silos. As soon as you split, um, we're going to lose that holistic view and there will often be repetition of the work being carried out. So again, that, that one place where the work happens, where everyone has visibility of the work happening, will simply reduce so much rework and allow that focus of where the intention needs to go to be so much more clearly identified by the project lead or the sort of functional lead of the project. So point number two, uh, what we sort of touched on is the losing of institutional knowledge, um, particularly linked with the lack of data sort of standards, metadata standards uh, across a project workspace, let's say. Now in the world of science and utilities and sort of the BAU of large businesses and government entities the world over, these projects often never never end. You know, their, their ROI comes from the repeated use of them being driven day to day within the business. With that in mind, people come and go all the time. They leave the team, they leave the organization, new folks come on board. And so we need robust systems that collect and collate um, strong metadata and sort of standards around the project itself so that the value of the project permeates, uh, I guess, the ability for folks to come in and out of the project. And we don't have a bottleneck around, um, you know, Bob or Jane left the business. Um, all of a sudden we halt and we have to reinvent that wheel again because of the lack of documentation and standardization against that project or outcome inside the business. 
So point number three, if we start to unpack that a little bit around governance or not having strong data governance is a real pain point for many execs these days. There's many angles to it, but one is simply just starting to unpack the security and privacy elements of it. So strong data governance and an understanding of who has visibility, control, edit rights, view only rights of data. It's pretty important in the day and age, um, particularly in the world of cyber and risks associated uh, with cyber attacks. And also just an understanding of, you know, rubbish in, rubbish out. If we don't understand data and sort of the permanence of data, all of a sudden we're kind of lost to understand the audit trail around the potential inputs, data inputs, as well as analysis, interpretive inputs that go into making a, a final decision of the business. So governance and strong data governance and, again, the tools and software and platforms that will allow it to be enforced are pretty critical going forward in today's world. Um, If folks making decisions have strong trust of the data and the inputs to the analysis that lead to the decisions being made, they're more likely to take innovative risks in the business and shift the business forward because the risks have been clearly identified through the visibility of of the right tools, platforms, processes within a business um, instead of always coming at it from the sort of let's mitigate the risk because if we don't have visibility of the risk, we'll just assume there's lots of risk there. So another core risk we touched on was just the ineffectiveness of having different people um, delivering a piece of work, a project, an outcome for a business, but they're working off different sources of truth of of the data. So as a great example of this, I was talking to some folks um, running some large infrastructure projects in Australia recently, and when you get to the crux of it and you dig a bit deeper, Um, you find out very quickly that they might have four sources of truth of a road center line. So the understanding of where the road exists in the world and the the attributes of that roading infrastructure. Uh, And then you couple the impact of that when you're trying to underlay uh, the roading infrastructure with let's say the location of all the subsurface utilities and you find out they've got four copies of where the fiber cables are and you've got another seven copies of where the water pipes might be what is the truth what is the best representation of that asset in the world right um, you know everyone's talking about this concept of digital twins these days at a high level of course we've been doing that for, for years and decades in the world of GIS and geospatial it's just caught on uh, with this, you know, jargon-filled word or, uh, of digital twin, which is great. But again, if you've got seven copies or seven versions of the digital twin, and you've got everybody within a team doing different workloads on different things, how do these culminate back together to provide a trusted source of truth to drive decision-making downstream? So again, we have to be really clear on what the source of truth is, what the foundational data sets are, and what data analysts, data experts, data practitioners inside a project team should truly be working off. Again, if we're not comparing apples to apples, things get very complicated downstream if we're comparing apples to oranges to pears. So another core risk sort of linked to this lack of internal communication that happens, uh, often part of that is the silos that we've touched on in previous episodes, but uh, people just wanna get the job done. 
And if we're not providing the tools, the software, the data, the, the platforms to enable them to actually do their job, why they exist in this organization, very quickly we end up in the world of shadow IT. And that comes about simply because uh, they don't have these tools and they want to do the job and they're often passionate about getting the job done. So an understanding of why shadow IT appears and understanding of the root causes of it, if we plug and play those root causes and find solutions to those root causes, um, this is when we're going to stem the flow, hopefully, of um, shadow IT. Very quickly, if people are downloading and using um, non-enterprise-approved systems, for example, which often come because the existing enterprise solutions aren't flexible enough or don't provide the tools or they're too full of jargon or the licensing regimes around those tools don't allow the value to propagate throughout the business, very quickly... Uh, we end up in the um, the multiple sources of truth conversation we just discussed. So again, it's always about tracing back these root causes and figuring out how we stem the flow of the problems that come from those root causes and move the business forward. So having identified and sort of talked through those five risks of internal um, communication or the lack thereof, if we all agree that cloud transformation will play a significant role in helping solve some of this, if we start to transform to the cloud and start to bring people together and drive collaboration, we're going to get enhanced visibility of our operations, of our data within the business. This is going to objectively identify where the silos might sit inside the business, where multiple sources of truth sit inside the business, where core decisions are being made day to day, but we've got a, uh, a lack of syncing going on about what really is the source of truth data or foundational data sets across our business. And the other thing it's going to identify is shadow IT or sort of the pain caused around it. And again, the root cause of it, right? Shadow IT is a symptom. So being able to identify where the symptoms are, we can narrow in and understand, ah, we have a significant pain point here. We don't have this functionality available to the business or the data practitioners. Hence, let's zero in and solve to that. Now, what this starts is a positive feedback loop inside the business, because once we get that visibility, we can identify stuff. We can now look for solutions to go towards um, alleviating the pain associated with the lack of visibility. Uh, so if we start to bring in standards and security and quality and cost controls across the business through federated data governance processes and systems that sit across the business, all of a sudden we'll start to enhance um, the delivery of these functions within the business, we'll further enhance the visibility practitioners have within the business while getting their work done, which will further identify where we can optimize again. And so we start to get into this positive feedback loop going on where we constantly look for new ways to optimize data flow and analysis flow and sort of the, the flow of value through the business by continually optimizing it. And this allows us to really reap the benefits of the investment to move to the cloud and then the continual ROI and optimization that can come if we have the associated strong best practices linked to the new technology choices in the business. Data governance is, is vital. Um, if we think about metadata, no one likes to do it, uh, but it's so important. So if we flip that on its head and go, well, how do we have some control mechanisms and lightweight touch points, as an example, to automatically fill and populate metadata within our data sets and actually beyond the data sets. So starting to understand the metadata of the analysis processes and the thinking that goes into creating derived products and values that exist in the business where the decisions are being made. It's important to understand the input sources, but it's really important to understand the provenance or lineage of the processes against 
it's those data sets that ultimately drive the outcomes that people are looking for in the business. So let's all get on the sort of positive feedback loop. Let's start the move to the cloud. Let's open up visibility. Let's not be scared of what it might show us. Because again, if we understand the, the, the problems and the nuggets and the root causes of problems, though that can be confronting, we can now target our investments going forward to move the needle in the positive and right direction we need inside our business. So if we sort of reflect on what we just discussed uh, and touch on you know the importance of transforming cloud, digital transformation, um, and this understanding of we have to start somewhere, so let's get the positive sort of feedback loop going. Um, let's just double check that we're all on the same page around what cloud transformation means. That's not lift and shift servers from down here up into the cloud. That's fundamentally about transforming the processes that operate within our business at a technology people and governance level uh, to enhance and use the benefits of the cloud. So cloud elasticity, scale to demand, um, understand when value is sought in the business, can scale to that value and shrink back down to BAU really easily. This is what modern cloud and data technology platforms should offer you guys as business leaders or practitioners in the business. Not let's just move some boxes from here to basically a server that we don't own and we just rent. Um, that again is not cloud transformation. We've done that. We have to take a step change forward here and link together the full delivery processes within a business to the cloud so we reap the benefits and one plus one equals 10 hopefully inside our business as we go on this journey. So if we embrace true cloud transformation and also link it to our sort of change management and workflow processes inside a business, it's going to allow us to go on the journey to abolish the identified sort of top five risks we talked to before. Uh, very quickly, we're going to get away from the sort of single source of truth or multiple sources of truth, not the single source of truth conversation that happens in so many businesses and drive strong data governance processes and visibility throughout the entire project team, which really will allow you to go further with less and move the journey of the business in a positive direction and trajectory, hopefully in, in well and in, well ahead of your competition to stay competitive and relevant in the market. Alrighty, I hope that was helpful and you got some good content or ideas out of today's episode. If you have any questions, find me on LinkedIn, check the show notes below for the spelling and link, or reach out to us at orbica.com and I'll catch you in the next one.